Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And so we bring on the ultimate talent. We're going to bring on from the good fight. You can find him at Felsky Files on Twitter. My pal, John Stolness. What's up, John? I'm great, Vince. How are you, pal? Oh, dude, I'm I'm amazing. I mean, what a great, like, two <laughs> weeks it's been overall. And, and to be here with spring training now, it's just the best. Man, did the Eagles not take the Phillies into spring training just like the perfect amount? I mean, you couldn't have timed it any better, man. It was like the parade ended and spring training starts. I mean, that's just phenomenal. Yeah, can we do this every year? I would love to. Let's, let's, make, it a, <laughs> let's make it a thing we do. No doubt about it. So, <laughs> all right, well, let's talk about spring training, John, because right yeah. now you got uh, pitchers and catchers down there. And uh, let's be real. The rotation is the biggest question that everyone has right now. The, the idea, you hear all these rumors of, Arietta and Cobb and Lynn and all these guys. I mean, what's the deal with the rotation? You know, it's really a big question mark. And, and, you know, I think the Phillies are doing what they have to do and trying to make it sound like they're perfectly happy to go into the regular season with the arms that they have. I mean, you heard Gabe Kapler talking up some guys today. He talked up Mark Leiter Jr. for crying out loud. I mean, this, I don't think anybody really believes Mark Leiter Jr. is going to be an every fifth-day member of the starting rotation. Um, but I, I do think, you know, I do think the Phillies are interested in making an addition from outside the organization. I think what happened this offseason was is they really believed they were going to be able to trade for a young, controllable starter. I thought that when they signed Carlos Santana, I really feel like they believed they were going to be able to move one of Aaron Altair and Nick Williams, Cesar Hernandez, and a couple of uh, B-level prospects and get the kind of starting pitcher that they really wanted, a young, controllable starter. And that just never materialized. And so now... They're looking at some pretty, you know, some some free agent options, which I think could help them, but are not great free agent options. And they might all want four and five year deals. And the Phillies just don't seem to have any appetite for that at all. And so now you enter as if they don't sign anybody, you enter the regular season with Jared Eikhoff coming off a down year last year, battled injuries. What are you going to get from him this year? Who knows? Vince Velasquez, a complete wild card. He could flame out by May or he could turn into a number two starter by the time the season's over. And then you've got the guys at the back of the rotation, like, like Nick Pavetta, who flashed great stuff but got hit around a lot last year. Ben Lively, who actually pitched like a bulldog last year but does not have great stuff. I don't know how much that can continue. Uh, you've got Zach Eflin, who has flashed good stuff at times but can stay healthy. And then you've got some of the minor league guys, like Thomas Eshelman, who is a unbelievably good control and command guy but doesn't miss a lot of bats. Is he going to be anything more than a number four, number five starter? Just a lot of question marks in that rotation, Ben. Yeah, that's a tough thing. And when you're thinking about the way it went last year, just all of the different names that got to start at one point or another in the year, there's so many guys and not have that problem resolved. It's really frustrating. And, and part of this is you want to see this filter out so you can go to the bullpen, right? Like you can move these guys on to the next phase of a pitcher development. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's the plan with at least some of these guys. And you, you do need depth. I mean, I don't think there's any chance they move a guy like Nick Pavetta to the bullpen or Ben Lively or anything like that. But, I mean, there are some guys that 
they they do want to they do want to make that transition. Zach Eflin maybe maybe he's not physically up to being a starter, so you move him you move him to the bullpen where maybe he can he can last a little bit longer. That may ultimately end up being where Vince Velasquez goes by the end of the year. If, if again the starting thing just isn't something that he can grab a hold of and and, and make his this season, he seems optimistic. I think uh, one of the stories this week is that you know he had been. Uh, communicating a lot with Gabe Kapler during the offseason, where Gabe Kapler is really trying to um, give him a lot of confidence coming into the season, because I think a lot of Velasquez's problem is between the years, you know? So, you know, I think, you know, they, the Phillies went out and they got some really good bullpen pieces, and I think they want to use an eight-man bullpen here in the 2018 regular season to kind of buttress up against the starting rotation that they may not get a lot of innings from here this year. Yeah, and, and I, I've heard things like Kapler has said some things recently about pitching, and I just want to make sure I remember this correctly, some to the, the idea that they're not necessarily expecting them to go six innings all the time, right? Like they, they want to get relievers in or expect to get some relievers in earlier in games. Yeah, that's the trend in baseball now. You don't, you don't let your starters face the lineup the third time through the order unless you've got like a top-of-the-rotation guy. Aaron Nola, they're not going to pull Aaron Nola before he's ready to come out. I mean, until he starts to get hit around, you know, they may not let Aaron Nola go 200 innings this year because I think they still want to be careful with him a little bit. But he's not going to be part of that group. But you're talking about a guy like Jared Eikhoff, uh, a guy like Vince Velasquez. I mean, unless they're just blowing guys away, yeah, you're right. They're not going to go more than five innings. They want to use the, these bullpen arms that they have. They, they wa- that's the way baseball's going now. It's so specialized that you bring guys in and, and you develop these relievers who can go more than an inning. Uh, and, and the Phillies have now a bunch of arms. They're getting Tommy Hunter this offseason, Pat Nashak. You still have Hector Neris, Luis Garcia, Edubre Ramos, Pat, I mean, Pat Nashak again coming back. You know, they have uh, Adam Morgan who emerged as a really good left-handed option out of the bullpen. There are rumors, there was a trade rumor this, this week that the Phillies were looking at signing Tony Watson, a good le- young left-hander from who pitched for the Dodgers last year. So, I think that they they understand how the bullpen has become such a big part of baseball that they may not need their starters to go to, to pitch 200 innings this year, and that's fine, but they can't go five innings every single start. That's going to kill the bullpen. Oh, no doubt about it, and that's a problem they've dealt with before. Now, the other thing is, i got to ask you about Dave Cap- or Gabe Kapler, because there's – and John Stolness is with me, by the way, from The Good Fight. So, John, when it comes to Gabe Kapler – uh, every time you hear him speak, he says something incredibly interesting. Whether you agree with it or not is a different <laughs> thing, but he says something incredibly interesting every time. I mean, what do you make of this guy? I, you use the right word to describe him, and that is interesting. He, he is undoubtedly like any manager we have ever seen in this city. He is a, a much different manager than we saw with Charlie Manuel, a much different manager than Ryan Sandberg, and a much different manager than Pete McCannon. I, it's interesting. I, I think, you know, he differs from Ryan Sandberg in that he seems to be hyper-communicative with players. Ryan Sandberg's big knock against him was he didn't know how to talk to his players, and it really fostered a negative clubhouse atmosphere. And with Pete McCannon, Pete McCannon was very good at relating to his players. At least that was the narrative at the at the start of his tenure, but he was not a forward-thinking manager. He's kind of an old-school guy, and Gabe Kapler is certainly not one of those. He is a guy who loves analytics, and, you know, he really believes a lot in nutrition. Uh, he's, he's, I think his mentality is a lot like a head football coach, you know, really, you know, trying to instill a certain mindset in players, inspire players. And he even has said that he's going to have to realize, and one of the things he's going to have to learn this year is when to 
to throttle back and kind of take a back seat to the locker room. Part of being a good big league manager, I think, is knowing when to be an aggressive manager, knowing when to be the voice of the locker room, and when to let the players kind of police themselves. And, you know, it's going to be a feeling out process for him this year, too. He's never done this before. So um, he's so interesting because he he's involved in so many different areas of expertise, nutrition. He's, you know, had that blog about nutrition and healthy living and, and all that and lifestyle type stuff. You know, he's just, he's a fascinating guy. He's a really smart guy. Uh, he, he's extraordinarily well-spoken and extremely intense also. So this is a, it's a very interesting combination for a baseball manager. You see that a lot in football head coaches, not necessarily in baseball. Yeah, and and that's what's so interesting about because I think of I think of Kapler, and I can't not think of Chip Kelly. Like they're yeah. just so they're so interesting ahead of the curve. They're medically like scientifically fascinated about things and recovery, mm-hmm. and you hear them talk about it all the time. And you know, here was something Kapler said uh, just the other day that was uh, like in this Chip Kelly vein. And he bases that on the idea of not having alarms and just waking up when you wake up. Like, it's all just so wild. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so okay, so at this point, one last question for you. We talked about the pitchers a little bit. We've talked about Kapler. When it comes to the catchers on the other side of the ball, realistically with Alfaro, because he's the biggest, most important guy out of the players on the roster for catcher, realistically, what are you getting out of him this year? It's a good question, and I, I think you know, he's, you're obviously going to get, I think, a lot of starts out of him. I think he's going to start 120 games this year for them simply because he has no options left. You can't send him back down to the minors. And he was impressive when he got called up. I think he hit, like over, he hit well over 300, I think like 320 or something like that. Um, hit, slugged over 500. I mean, he was, he was impressive offensively. He only played in just under 30 games, I think it was. But um, his defense still needs work. I thought he looked better defensively in the majors last year than I thought he was going to. I mean, I was really concerned. You kept hearing how many pass balls he would give up and then he couldn't call a game. And, you know, he called a couple of really good games uh, from behind the plate. I don't know how much of that was from the help of the coaching staff, but, you know, I think Alfaro will get a lot of playing time. I think it could be a struggle for him this year. I, I think, you know, as he, as he learns what it's like to be an everyday catcher, you might see a really low batting average from him. He's never going to be a guy that walks that much. You know, he's like he walks like 3% of the time, which is just awful. So he's not going to be one of those high on base guys, but he's a power guy and he's a great athlete for a catcher too. He's very athletic, can run real well. You know, I think that he's going to get a lot of run this year because the Phillies want to see what they have in him. And he's got a ton of talent, rocket arm. He just needs to get better defensively behind the plate, calling a game, blocking pitches in the dirt, pass balls, that sort of thing. And I think it could be a struggle for him this year. I don't think our expectations should be too high with Alfaro. I think 2019 is a season where you're likely to see him take a real big step forward. All right. Well, that's John Stolness of The Good Fight. You can find him at Felsky Files on Twitter. John, hey, thanks for stopping in, man. Anytime, Vince. Thanks for having me. All right. Appreciate it. So a little Phillies talk there, and we'll continue the Sixers. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.